and welcome to Should I Keep This, a podcast where I ask comedians to venture into their massive prop and costume collections to find an item that makes them say, should I keep this? I'm your host, Samantha Russell, a 20-year sketch comedy veteran and a prop and costume hoarder extraordinaire. My guest today is Zia Hilti. She is an amazingly talented photographer and has been shooting live wrestling since 2009. She has also been a writer and performer in the Philadelphia comedy scene, including appearances in the Fringe show Promania and in our sketch team, Youth Large. And she is a lifelong fan of having costumes on hand for any occasion that they might be needed. Hello, Zia. Welcome, and thank you for being here. Oh my God, Muppet hands. I'm so <laughs> excited to be here. What an honor it is. Longtime listener, first time guest. Ah. So uh, usually I talk to people about their comedy experience, but you're a huge wrestling fan and you've been involved in the wrestling scene for a while. What What is it about wrestling that attracted you to that performance art? Oh, God. Um, I started watching wrestling in the 90s. I started with like WWF and I just loved everything about everything about wrestling back then was like super theatrical, like the costumes yeah. and the uh, storylines that they would do. They were like over the top and ridiculous. They involved like witchcraft <laughs> and just all sorts of stuff like that. And it just was so funny to me like I loved it I mean it was serious at points too but yeah it just was over the top and then um so that's what I think hooked me in my favorite wrestling character was um do you know who Paul Bearer is yeah <laughs> yeah he's he's like a wrestling manager he wears like spooky makeup which I think is like another common thing that you and I both love we love when people wear like spooky skull makeup yeah. um and he would just come out with this like ridiculous voice carrying an urn and wearing like a suit jacket. And I was like, this is what I want to be when I grow up. Like, this is it right here. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what hooked me in. But then um, when I was in Philly, actually, our mutual friend Bryce Remsburg mm -hmm. of your sketch group Secret Pants, he, he did, you know, refereeing for a little independent promotion called Chikara. And... That was Lucha Libre, which is like Mexican inspired, um, but it was like similar in a lot of ways. It was like over the top theatrics and costumes and acrobatics and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I just started photographing it because I loved the subculture of it. And then I accidentally fell into the cult. Yeah. So. <laughs> what do you think are the like the crossovers between wrestling and sketch comedy? Um. I think that a lot of these, I call them all subcultures, and I think a lot of these subcultures share a lot of themes, but with sketch comedy and wrestling, I think that with Chikara specifically, it's a lot of people like kind of constructing your match and putting it together and like hitting all the points. And some of the storylines are obviously pre-written, spoiler alert, not to ruin this for anybody. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's like constructed and it's almost like a sketch that plays out sometimes over like multiple months to a year. Yeah. So not so much like four minutes on stage, but it's like a long form storytelling. <laughs> and um, so you are one of those, you're kind of like me where you just love costumes and just getting dressed up. Do you think your love of wrestling has, did, did that, encourage that or or were you just like a costumey person before that that's like a what came first the chicken yeah. and egg type of question yeah i'm just I, wondering there i don't was a know moment. that's like that's like really deep that i think i have to think about like okay. did wrestling like cause this nightmare that is <laughs> zia the costume hoarder as a person i'm not sure yeah i i definitely i mean i loved sketch comedy as a kid too like i loved monty python and like mm -hmm. I even loved like Mel Brooks, like that kind of comedy too. And I just always loved costumes. I always had a costume on yeah. and costumes almost became like normal wear for me. Like costumes transcend Halloween. Yeah. You know, they just like, they can be worn for anything for like a yeah. birthday party or going out on the town or, <laughs> you know, 
So yeah, I think that um, I might need to bring that to my therapist next time I talk to her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good plan. Do you, do you like, can you pinpoint the reason why you enjoy wearing costumes? Because I was kind of thinking about that earlier today and I don't, because like, I'm not even one of those people that de- wants to demand attention, but then I need to do these weird things and wear a costume somewhere. Like, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. what is that about? I don't know. I was thinking about that too, because I like, at, since I pulled up this prop, I've been thinking about some of those weird habits I had, like with costumes and so forth, because this is really embarrassing, but it's just us, it's just us girls. So I'm yeah. <laughs> there was a while when I thought it would be so interesting to wear bruise makeup out like in public, like around. Wow. Like, I don't know why. Just like yeah. this compulsion to want to wear weird things. And and I, I was thinking that maybe it also relates to um, cartoons and how cartoons and cartoon characters and like comic characters always have that like one staple accessory. Yeah. Like kind of defines them as a character. So like I would wear headphones all the time, like around my neck because it yeah. was like defining, like a defining feature. But um there's just something that's so awesome and showy about a costume but I'm the same way like I don't love a lot of attention yeah but I love the art of like constructing a costume having a costume on hand if you need it at any given moment and also like I don't know about you but I also have transitional pieces that can flow from one costume into another costume yeah yeah I have a bunch of that too. Yeah. That gives me like a lot of satisfaction to be yeah. like, oh, this raver costume can easily be assembled into this juggalo costume. Like, <laughs> no big deal. That's great. <laughs> they all just flow into one another. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. There's also something deeper for us to maybe like yeah. with costumes too. Like some of them are functional. Like I know that we like to go to a lot of like 1920s parties. Yeah. Stuff like that where you and you want to like I guess mine for stuff like that is like being immersive and going oh I'm just gonna try to create a character in the universe of like going to the 20s like sort of like I don't know but I I don't know why I do it yeah it's like character building but yeah yeah, like were you ever wearing costumes like just out into the world for I mean I guess even some of your vintage pieces are costumey yeah yeah I do wear some loud like vintage dresses and and jumpsuits and stuff like that yeah yeah see and i just i can't pinpoint why i like it because sometimes i just like i don't i don't want the attention but totally want to do it (laughs) yeah and i also think that my interpretation of costume has like what i want to wear has changed a lot yeah even from like five years ago even from like 10 years ago yeah I did have a tendency to wear a lot of costumes for like performances. Like when I was a musician, I wanted like to wear a costume. Yeah. Or even have a theme for like our band, which nobody ever wanted to do that but me. So <laughs> No, you gotta just, have a theme. I just love a theme. Like I love like a cohesive theme. Like I don't know. I love a costume. It just brings me like weird satisfaction and happiness in a way I cannot explain. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I so much want the attention anymore. Or if I ever did, like, I yeah. don't know. I'm kind of, we're both kind of like quiet people yeah. in that kind of way. So yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know why we do these things. All right. So what is your current prop and costume <laughs> situation? How much do you have and how do you store it? So I, I've been listening to a lot of your old episodes and it mm-hmm. seems like we all fit this same theme mm-hmm. where we hit a move. So I had a big move three years ago and I had to downgrade a lot of my, my costume and props. Yeah. Mainly costumes. Cause once again, major costume hoarder, but I um, moved into a, a small, tiny one bedroom apartment in the city with very little closet space, which is a true nightmare for a hoarder. Yeah. Um, so here's the embarrassing part. I went from six like 18 gallon totes like those big ones oh wow to two whoa and even worse sam yeah. as a person who we were talking about the other day is approaching her uh, midlife crisis here <laughs> they live 
in my parents' garage. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I have a couple of major outfits that live in my closet here in the city or like in a drawer, like for 1920 stuff, like stuff that I think is more available. Yeah. But other stuff like long-term costumes live in my parents' garage and they remind me of these boxes pretty much every time I see them. <laughs> like when are so you when, taking these out of the house? Yeah. When will these go away? <laughs> and why isn't it right now? Yeah. So <laughs> I went home this weekend to get this this costume piece I brought on. And it was a nightmare trying to explain to them why I had to go in these boxes and when they would be leaving and then showing them what I pulled out of these boxes. It's just like completely humiliating. But that's where I'm at. That's like the level of desperation I'm at. Like I can't get rid of this stuff. How, how was it um, paring that down from six to two? It was really difficult. (laughs) It was really hard. I, but also there was some stuff that like there was some fat to be trimmed okay. for sure. Like yeah. there were some old junky wigs that definitely I didn't need. I think I I think I tried to get it down to like the most key pieces and like my favorite costumes and thinking about things that I may want to like wear or could have use for, but yeah, it was it was difficult. And what kinds of things made the cut? So I have a bunch of costumes that are all transitional. So like, I still have that raver, I have a raver costume and then that can transition into a juggalo costume. I have multiple um, like old school military jackets that can transition into marching band costumes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The buttons. Um, And then... uh, other assorted things like I believe their own costume that I could oh, never yeah. throw away. You can't get you can't get rid of that. I can't get rid of that. I think I have like an old like an old lady in an old man costume. Like they can't go. Yeah. And then some like more vintagey type of pieces that I've collected over the years. Like I think I have a bunch of vintage like cowboy type of costumes. Okay. Yeah. So stuff but- like that that feels like functional. Yeah. Oh, a Statue of Liberty costume oh, that I yeah. assembled. I was like, I can't get rid of that. Yeah, that works for so many holidays, I patriotic know. events. I know. If, what if I'm in a parade? Yeah. Like, what am I going to wear? <laughs> you need that costume. I know. And I, I think um didn't make the cut. I mean, so I do have room in those storage bins, but I think lately I used to be a person that would assemble costumes. I've become more of a person that like, hand makes costumes now oh good um and i love it it it's like crafty and it gives me something to do however all of those pieces are quite big and i know i shared this picture with you but like i've been making like big paper mache heads and stuff that i really like and i just don't have any room for it so yeah it will sit in corners of my room like unable to be thrown away but like not really functional at the yeah. moment oh my god so. Yeah. yeah, and they're just it's, piling up. <laughs> it's just out of control, Sam. It's a mess. And the handmade stuff is so much harder to get rid of because of all the time and stuff you put into it. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Yeah, truly. And not even like like Brian. Brian can hand make some like beautiful items. Like the things that I'm making are definitely not beautiful, but I also still have like an attachment to them. Oh yeah. Because I spent time in them and I like them for what they are and now I'm just stuck with like a paper mache, like chunky, I think you should leave head forever for the rest <laughs> of my life. So uh, You could wear that in a parade. I could wear that in a parade. I could wear that to a bar mitzvah. Yeah. I could wear that to the grocery store. A wedding. A wedding? Yes. <laughs> yes. This is why I'm not invited to weddings. <laughs> so what did you bring today okay so today i brought this i put on a beautiful hanger for us to look at so um this is a green shirt it's funny that you said you were a 20-year sketch comedian yeah because i bought this 
20 years ago. That's how long <gasps> I've had this. Whoa. And let's uh, describe it for the peoples. Let's describe it. So it is definitely a children's, let's cut right to the chase. It's a children's <laughs> Halloween costume. Mm -hmm. It is a top piece. It's made of polyester. It is a baseball sleeve. So it cuts off at the arms. It is a disgusting green color. <laughs> And then across the chest, it has three slash marks that are uh, screen printed on. And then at the elbows and also the chest piece, there are these big tufts of fur that are just confusing <laughs> and stick out from underneath the shirt, but like don't really look like they're bursting from the shirt. Like it's just a confusing piece. Okay. Um, what, yeah. What did you use this for? So I used this, um, also before I tell you this, I want to okay. know, I bought it from a thrift store that maybe you, did you go to thrift stores like out in North Philly when you were at Temple? Uh, I, I went to, I went to LaSalle and I went, there was one village thrift that was like right on Broad Street that I'd go to. That's the one, that's where I got this from. I really? So. Was <gasps> it in Olney? Was it like way out on the orange line? Yeah. That's the one I would go to all the time. Oh, wow. That I, yeah. I have a, like a Simba, like stuffed Simba head that I yeah. found there when I was in college and we used it for secret pants, used it for a sketch. I, I still have it. I think I still have this other dress that I got there as well. Mm -hmm. That was a quality thrift store. I love that. It was like, yeah, I used to, I went to Drexel and I would take the public transit all the way out there. It would take me like an hour. Wow. Um, but it was worth it. It was so good. Like I found so much good stuff there. And this is just one of those things that I found there and just, I guess never got rid of. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and I, it was like that all of the pieces that are on it, like that's how you found it. Yeah, this is exactly how I found it. And it's like, I know it's a, it is a children's Halloween costume, but it's pretty, it's pretty solid. Like it's definitely like a polyester material and um, it doesn't have a zipper in the back, but uh, at the time it fit me very well, it does not fit me very well now. <laughs> um, but I wore this for like a couple of purposes. I made, um, I would make like a bunch of sketches like in college, like video sketches. Thankfully, none of them live online anywhere, but I definitely remember using it for like one or two sketches involving like a monster. And I definitely wore it when my band played, like I would okay. put it on for band performances. And then most notably, I wore it. So I think the last time I wore it was in 2009. Oh, wow. Which is a very long time ago. That's a very long time ago. I was invited to a mattress wrestling party in North Philly and the people who were invited were encouraged to like dress up and like live out your wrestling matches like at this party. I think that I was one of the only people who was a guest who showed up that dressed up. <laughs> oh no. People, yeah, aside from the people who were throwing it, like I was one of like hundreds that was like dressed up. Um, but hearkening back to like early WWF, I was like, I know what I got to do. I got to put together like a weirdo costume and it's got to be kind of memorable. It's got to be loud and kind of obnoxious. And so I decided to wear this shirt for whatever reason, but it really spoke to me for the event. Um, and the rest of the costume I had was like very not not notable. It was like pretty haphazardly put together, but long story short, um, my ex at the time, we both dressed up. We choreographed like a five minute, five <laughs> to 10 minute wrestling <laughs> performance <laughs> for this party. And Bryce was also in attendance. He was like refereeing everybody. And we, I walked in wearing this shirt and we did like a huge performance and people loved it oh, and then afterwards bryce brought his friend larry sweeney who actually is a wrestler and he was doing like an andy kaufman type of gimmick where he wanted to like wrestle all the women at the party yeah. and he would slowly like pin all of them and would just be degrading and like hyper toxic masculine and i ended up being 
the person that lasted the longest. And I think that's just because he kind of figured out that I had some sort of understanding of what was happening. Yeah. So then he proceeded to like orchestrate a wrestling match with me, which was like totally terrifying. Yeah. And so out of my level. <laughs> um, and like, and like I won, I won the belt at the end. Nice. It was great. And Bryce was there as my witness. He helped me through the whole thing. He was like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> it's going to be okay. I know he's like actually punching you. But like, it's cool. You're doing great. You probably won't die tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that was like the big event. But that was the most notable event. And I think that um, that whole thing was just like a, it's like a real core memory for me. So I think that's why I've held on to it for so long. Yeah. So you, yeah, you got this about 20 years ago. And this, see, so this is being stored though at the bin in your, at your parents' house. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. The one that's in the garage at my parents' house. Okay. Yeah, that would be it. That, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one, Sam. Uh, so uh, why do you think you held on to it for so long? Like, what? So I think I held on to it for so long because it was something that just like as ridiculous as it seems, I mean, it's not a pretty piece, yeah. but it always meant something to me. Like it was a good memory and it was yeah. something that was like showy that I could like throw on. And it's not, it's funny because it's, it's not transitional. It, no. <laughs> really it's very distinct for what it is but I think I just held on to it because it was so important to me for so long yeah um and that's why I decided to bring it here because it seemed like it had a good story it has a good story behind it I've had it forever yeah um but but why uh, like what what is the reason that you brought it here on a podcast called should I keep this? Like what is your apprehension about keeping this? So, I will say that I thought this object would be more polarizing for me. Okay. Um it's it's something I've had forever. It's got yeah. a great story behind it. And I thought that when I would see it, like when I would actually have it here in front of me like looking at it, I would feel some emotional attachment to it. And I fear that I do not. Oh, interesting. So I'm, I'm wondering if it might be time for me okay. to harbor this into its next life. Yeah. Um, if, yeah. So you, you did go, like when you went to your parents' house to go get this, you did, or you were kind of feeling like whimsical about it and then it, it it didn't it didn't pop like you didn't you didn't have that feeling that no. pull towards it huh isn't that wild like, that is I wild really, i went home to get it because when i was trying to think of like my most when i was trying to think of my most like notable pieces that i own that also like have some sort of emotional attachment to me this was one of them yeah Right. And I guess I just haven't looked at it in many, many years. Like I think about it, I can recall it. Yeah. But now that I have it in front of me and it's tangible and I actually was able to like put it on and see how it fit and think about it practically. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like still something I need to hold on to anymore. Okay. Which is wild because you and I do not get rid of things easily. No, but I, I always like to lean into it when I do have that feeling of going, well, do I, like, should I keep this? I, I shouldn't really, if it, if it's not doing anything for you anymore, like that's, that's always the pull is that mm -hmm. sentimentality. And if you're not feeling that, then it seems like it, this should be something you would, be able to get rid of right i know and how I do you think, feel about that though yeah but, i mean it felt okay i i mean i've been wrestling with this all day because it's been sitting next to me as i've been waiting to do this podcast yeah and i worked through the motions of of like this thing is so it felt so important to me and it was so special to like looking at it and feeling like it's just like 
an object with no real meaning to it in a way. Oh, okay. um, to also realizing that it can't really, I don't think I can use it for art. Yeah. I'm not really doing much performance anymore, which yeah. is, you know, a point in having some of these pieces. I can't imagine another, like, I can't imagine writing something for it, like a sketch. Yeah. Um, but about 10 minutes before we had this podcast, I was like, but what if I miss it? Like, yeah. what, if, what if in 15, 20 years, I want to think about this memory again? And I have this piece because as I was sending you photos, I realized I don't even have photos of this like event anymore. Yeah. So the sentimentality of it started to kick in a little bit of the, but what if you miss it? Yeah. This is the physical proof of that event. Totally. But also it's not, yeah, it's, it's not doing difficult. it for you. Oh, because it's, it's unable to be replaced yeah you know it's not one of those things where i can just buy it on amazon yeah we don't even um, know like what is it from do we do you even know what it's from <clears throat> i don't know what it's from for a long time i thought it was do you know street fighter do you know the green oh, character oh, Blanca? yeah i thought it was a blanca costume huh. but then i started to think it was maybe a wolfman costume Okay, um, I could see a wolfman. When I thought about it as a wolfman costume, it made me want it even less. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. Because to me, I've never really consciously thought about what it could be from. So it's like this mythical, weird, half-hazard yeah. shirt. Like, I don't want it to be wolfman. Yeah. The more you think about it and the more you can pinpoint what it might be, the magic sort of disappears. Totally. And that's what I was finding. I was like, oh my God, the magic is disappearing. I can't like, think stop. about it. Don't, stop. Don't think about where it came from. Don't think about what it actually is. Think about what it could be. Uh, oh, jeez. So, I don't know. But I mean, the same way you do, like the thought of it going into a landfill yeah. really upsets me. I'd rather keep it in a box yeah. for the rest of its life. You know? But then now you're just keeping something for the sake of keeping it, but you don't even have the attachment to it. So that just seems like it's just taking up space. Yeah. What's the problem? I don't see the problems. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get your parents on the line and they'll tell you what the problem is. No, no, is. no, 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 no. <laughs> Calling in, we have Anne Marie on the line. <laughs> but is there, do you think there's might be a way that you could honor this piece by having some sort of like simultaneously destroying it? but like honoring it, like you have another wrestling match and it gets like ripped to shreds. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, no, but I, I like where you're going with that. Yeah. However, at the same time, do you, I don't know if I could destroy it. Do okay. you ever feel that way about things? Like, I don't know if I could destroy it. That feels too sad. It does feel a little sad, but I feel like if you could somehow scratch it in the way that it's fake scratched on the front, I don't know, sure. but no, I, I see what you're saying though. Like, yeah. I like that you're trying to, um, honor it with a send off and yeah. not just like the sad act of dropping it off to a thrift store or putting yeah. it in the trash. So. But I feel like I, I would at least drop it off to the thrift store and then maybe you could bring it back to Village Thrift. Is that still open? <laughs> so um, that Village Thrift is not. I remember oh, okay. I took the train all the way out there one day and, and it, was it was gone? just demolished. No! <laughs> the building's like, gone? Sam, this is, like, this is like 2005 info, though. So you're very outdated. I am very outdated. I graduated in 2003 and I never looked back at Village Thrift after that. Well, there you go. Maybe that's why they were like, well, Sam's gone. I guess we'll just demolish the building. I was keeping the place open. Now that that, now that, that woman's not here to buy all these weird old lady dresses, I guess we just <laughs> close the doors. <laughs> I, I got my, I actually got my pair of UFO raver pants from there too. Oh yeah. And I think those are worth a lot of money. Because... I think I have a pair of UFO raver pants. Well, the Zoomers today love to wear them. So Really? 
Oh yeah, we should talk about this off podcast. Okay, quite two K fashion, very in. Ooh, yeah, I got a lot of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just just stick it in the costume drawers, and then it's costumes again. Yeah, it's fine. Practical. Oh, so I don't. I I feel like you should let this go. I just I don't know because it just seems like you're ready. I feel like you've you've moved past it, and you still have these memories in your mind Mm -hmm. and this is just a physical representation it's not the actual memory yeah i think you're right which is wild i feel at peace with that decision and with that advice and i think the next step is just figuring out um how i'm gonna wrestle again and get this thing all yeah just up and give it the goodbye have um bryce just bring it to an episode of aew and get it torn apart on tv do you think we could get this arrange this to happen yeah (laughs) jungle boy wears it or something it's got a fur on it jungle boy come out in this yeah that'd be great i mean it's a very nice costume so i'm (laughs) very nice i'm sure people would be like chomping at the bit to wear this out so stupid uh, but yeah we'll see so right now in this moment i feel at peace we'll, I'll, I'll text you tomorrow to see if i can actually like part yeah. it, but. but i i feel anytime you have that feeling that you're ready to let something go i, I you should lean into it just mm-hmm. because otherwise you know the result is massive hoarding it's true i think you need to act i think that is a lesson we both can take from this yeah. which is I will is you know if you're feeling that urge it's okay to let go but yeah I will say that it has done I think it's really done phenomenal things to have done a weed down with my move and then sat on some things that I just haven't looked at in forever or haven't revisited because when you do revisit them I think sometimes you feel like the ability to you know You took a step back. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that you could even just kind of put this aside for a little bit and, you know, in a sort of purgatory state mm-hmm. and then come revisit it in, you know, a couple weeks, in a month, whatever. And then I, I definitely am okay with this. All right. I'm going to get rid of it. Totally. Yeah. Well, great advice. Sam. Yeah. I think get rid doing, of it. <laughs> I think it's time. You're doing fantastic therapeutic guidance for all of us hoarders with your encouragement i i understand it on a very weird level and i just Mm -hmm. i know how stupid these things are and yet how important (laughs) yeah absolutely and i think it's the the thing that i identified the other day was for me it's that feeling of oh my god what if i need that one day yeah and then i threw it away and now i have to spend more money or try and find it and that's just i i really struggle with that but that's yeah compulsion you know yeah and are you going to need it because when you said 2009 was the last time you used it oh yeah 2009 was the last time i used it i don't know i know i think it i think it's time i feel really i feel happy about that i know that makes for a, a slightly lame a yeah. podcast for you but <laughs> no. you in a really good moment where I think I feel good about what it's done for me and I think I can let go and so. I feel like if you really wanted like let's say you let this go and then two years you're like oh I wish I had something like that I feel like you could recreate something that would look better but be an homage to this like if you really need it again that's very true. If I ever was like, man, I really wish I just had like a big hairy chest. Yes, and hairy <laughs> elbows. It, like, it's funny because it's not even like a muscle suit. Like, which it's just would... like flappy. It's just no, there. It's just, and it's tattered, like purposely. Like I didn't tatter it, like cut <laughs> to be tattered. And now that I know it's the wolf man, I'm just like, mm, too mm. basic, gotta go. Yeah. All right, so I think we could move on to the second segment of the show called Should I Keep This? And I'm going to give you uh, my dumb shit. So uh, I found some stuff recently in the basement. And uh, so I have presenting to you every single item that I used for a five minute bit I did once 
nine years ago. So um, <laughs> this was a show uh, produced by Joe Moore, and it was called Science Fair. And he asked uh, a bunch of comedians to give a presentation a la a science fair on something that they knew a lot of information about. And um, I because I, I don't know, I probably need help. Uh, in high school and in college, I did a lot of research on medieval torture. And because I found it kind of fascinating and also just like it was so over the top, like the, the punishment did not fit the crime. Uh, so I did my science fair presentation on my top five badass ways to die by medieval torture. And um, this presentation included like a science fair a uh, trifold poster board that has my top five badass ways to die from medieval torture, a bunch of pictures of people dying and uh, torture methods. Uh, we have impalement is one of them, the cat's paw, hanging, drawing, and quartering, the breaking wheel, and the intestinal crank. So I have three boxes full of props that I used for this. They're a all three boxes are about the size of a shoebox, and one of them is, in fact, like a Keds shoebox. Uh, one is a plastic shoebox, uh, like a storage thing, and then one is like an open basket that's also plastic, about the size of a shoebox. Uh, and in these, let's see, I guess I'll start over here. So this yeah, is I think we need to hear what's in them. Okay, sure. so there, it's mostly toys. So I did all of the demonstrations on like little stuffed animals. Um, and they're all around the size of my hand. I have all of these little stuffed toys that I kind of got a big bag at the thrift store. And so I have there, one of them is like a country bear jamboree guy. Um, and there's just like a stuffed hot green rabbit, neon green. There's a little pig. He says oink. And these guys were used, <laughs> these particular guys. Oh, there's also a, a red like cat thing. And these four at least were used for the impaling uh demonstration because they all have little holes in them and uh i have little <laughs> like shish kebab skewers in here that i uh shoved through these poor stuffed animals and i had them all impaled uh, i showed the the audience how to impale stuffed animals um we also have the intestinal crank so i have this like little puppet he's a uh, little raccoon he's got a, his little tongue sticking out he looks like he's having a tough time and uh i kind of made an intestinal crank which is like <laughs> this is terrible uh so what they would do is they'd cut open someone's stomach pull out their intestines and wrap it around like a little uh a, a crank and then just kind of crank it until your intestines slowly came out so i have this red yarn that uh would come out of this raccoon's stomach and then some uh, dowels that would be set up so i could just kind of slowly turn his intestines as they came out um this is terrible For the, i i so wish that the people listening to this could see this video right now because boy are they missing out i'm getting like a, i was here for the first showing of this and i'm getting like a second show right now and I yeah yeah I'll, I'll have to i should put a uh Put the video up but okay so let's see what else we got in here we have uh the breaking wheel so i that's where they break everybody's bones and then they wrap your arms and legs around a wheel and like put you up on a pole so i have a bunch of there's a little sheep and a cow uh and another country bear and a monkey wrapped around these little metal wheels their mm -hmm. arms and legs are all wrapped around they're all smiling though it's well, cute they're, they're it's being, really cute they're being <laughs> tortured oh there's another one here too who's on the wheel oh it's another country bear there's mm -hmm. three country bears i think this was part of the comedy of it though too like the <laughs> fact that they are just like cute smiling little puppets yeah. that are so innocent yeah they're they're having a good time okay so what else do we have oh we have the uh the cat's paw which was a uh like a metal scrapey thing, which I, I, I used a back scratcher that looks like a bear claw. And um, I use this, uh, this isn't a different box, but uh, in the, the, the little basket, um, 
I used a white uh, cloth doll. She's got uh, blonde pigtails. And then I scratched her back with this back scratcher, but I put fake blood on it. And so it would show up mm -hmm. real good. That was a great gag. That was a great bit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she, and she looks cute. Oh, and I, this is the, uh, I have a little cardboard box too that I think I tied her down to. So, you know, she didn't fight back. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's uh, little strings on each corner to tie her arms and legs down. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's the hanging, drawing, and quartering, uh, which I have this little like uh, ornament holder that has a little noose on it. And uh, <laughs> I have in the last box, the shoe box, I have four uh, My Little Ponies that did the quartering. And uh, Skeletor, his body is here. <laughs> Uh, he got hung and then drawn and then quartered by the My Little Ponies. So all of his arms and legs are attached to the My Little Ponies at the current moment uh, via string. So they were just put in this box, put away uh, like this. And then I also have my little executioner, who is actually a Joey McIntyre Barbie doll. Mm -hmm. So he has he has a little uh, executioner black executioner mask, and he's wearing black pants with uh, sequins down the side, as was the style at the time of New Kids on the Block. Did you so, make this little outfit for him? His pants came with him. That those mm -hmm. were a New Kids original, but the the executioner mask I did make. Yeah, so amazing! Just like yeah. perfect executioner pants, right? And he's yeah. got such such a executioner body. I feel yeah. like. So he was doing all the execution, executing uh, during this presentation. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this comes up, uh, makes sense on the on audio. Uh, but it's a, a, a you, you lot did, of little toys. Excellent. Yeah, you did an excellent job explaining all of this and also reliving the sketch, which was actually really, it was really funny in person. <laughs> Thank too, you. Thank you. So uh, I don't know. Should I keep this? <laughs> oh, God, Sam. <laughs> I, I kept it all together for this long. You do such a good job of being diplomatic, listening to other people explain their bullshit. Yeah. And I've already formed an opinion about all of this. But, mm -hmm. but let's flush it out a little bit. Okay, we will. Let's flush it out. When was the... the yes, please keep Joey McIntyre in the execution shroud visiting. <laughs> yeah. helps, we got to keep process. him up. Yeah. Um, by the way, I already, while you were explaining things, I already tried to eBay if My Little Ponies are worth anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think they are. So okay. that can't play into our decision here. Okay. Um, when was the last time you thought about all this stuff or looked at it? Probably. <laughs> okay. So I will admit I found the poster board a couple months ago. That was in the prop and costume room our office behind the dresser shoved behind the dresser and i was i was looking for i don't even know what I, we have extra poster board back there that's like pl blank and i was kind of getting stuff out and i found that sure. so that was the first time i had i didn't realize i had held on to it and then i saw it and i was like oh right <laughs> like, and i completely forgot about a lot of this admittedly until two weeks ago whenever i found this at the basement i was sure. looking for something completely different and then like i opened one box and it was like oh shit it's this and then oh there's another box of it and then there's another box so mm -hmm. like i had completely forgotten about it so it doesn't sound like it's taking up all that much space though. Either. No, it's not. Cause it's just the three small boxes and I could probably consolidate them into maybe one. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the thought of consolidating all of those things into one box? I think I'm okay with it. I see, but part of me, like when I found it, <laughs> this is really dumb, but then I'm going, could I do this again? Like maybe I could do this bit again, but where sure. am I doing this bit, Zia? I don't know. I don't know if you are. And it's also like hyper specific because yeah. it's been designed as part of the gag is that yeah. it is like a children's presentation. Yeah. You know, being presented by you also as an adult, which is another level of comedy to it. 
And Joe Moore doesn't do this show anymore, as nope. far as we know, unless he wants he to He did it out. once. It was for like $5 comedy week. <laughs> it wasn't even like a long running it show. Really? In my mind, he did this for a while. So that shows <laughs> how good my brain is. Yeah. I, here's the other, this is the other kicker. So, I mean, just for these particular items, but Joey McIntyre and these My Little Ponies were mine as a kid. Sure. So those I feel like I might be more attached to than the other, the other toys that I bought for the, like specifically for this bit, knowing I might ruin them. Totally. And I think that, I don't know, I, I feel like you could probably separate these things out too. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. think you could. This doesn't have to be all inclusive. It can be, yeah. No. I mean, you went through a lot of antagonizing detail constructing all these little cute animals to be yeah. in these like torture devices <laughs> and there is a piece of me that thinks it would be very funny to just drop them all off at a thrift store as is as is <laughs> yeah <laughs> like not deconstruct them like there you are happening? getting your your torture animal fantasy at the thrift store <laughs> but a lot of the ones that you showed me like they don't i mean you just picked them up at a thrift store and they feel replaceable yeah but yeah. maybe the My Little Ponies and the Joey can be separated from that. However, that means you will be, you know, saying goodbye to this as a set. And that can yeah. be challenging. Yeah, because then I can't just do this bit. Like if Joe Moore's like, I got Sony on the line and they want me to do this show. And we're going to be rich, please. I got offered this deal at Netflix. <laughs> Get ready. They want your torture device act. <laughs> because <laughs> i'm sure joe moore remembers this so well and thinks i have every item he does stored at the ready like ready joe to moore go thinks about, he thinks about this every day you have no idea he's just waiting <laughs> for the big break <laughs> just shopping it around with the elevator pitch and everything um we're not kids oh, by the way you are holding up the one puppet that is like its intestines come out yeah yeah did, the you, raccoon, did you yeah. buy this one or make this one i think i got this from the store i think i just found him and then i was like oh this is perfect because i can just put he because you can use the puppet back as where the intestines came out so i'll admit that one's pretty cool like that looks is like a unique puppet and his head's like kind of structured he's like kind of cool looking he is kind of cool. I noticed that when you pulled him out, I thought that he was the most distinct out of all of them. Yeah. Um, also, like not being a kid anymore, do they even sell poster board anymore like that? Is that something you can buy? I Yeah, I think so. Because I bought it for the, I mean, you could at least uh, nine years ago. But I yeah. think they, I think you still, they still use this. I feel like I've seen it because I work at a college and I feel like I've seen these sometimes like in a corner like they had given presentations and then just left them there. Totally. Yeah. That feels repurposable for me. Like the Yeah, but am I going to use it? And then I have to pull off all that this stuff. I know. I mean, I almost think that if this was to happen again, you might want to do something like new. Like you would want to challenge yourself to a new presentation of some kind. Okay. Yeah, you're right, I guess. And what am I going to do with all these bins? They'll be all empty, Zia. I know, you're going to have so much space. I, my, my other big question that I had written down was a Marie Kondo question. And it's when you look at these things, like, do they bring you joy? Like a joy that you need to like carry on with you. I think I know the answer. See, I, yeah, you know what? I don't think it's that, that much joy. Like I... I will admit, like, I do think it's really funny, the ones that are on the breaking wheel, like, they're all mangled up and, like, shoved into this little wheel, and that, to me, is, like, it's funny, but also, like, what am I doing with this? Like, I'm not, am I putting this some sort of weird art, like, or... Sam, I think that we both brought things to the podcast that we needed each other to be completely honest with each other about. Yeah. And that we were also ready for something. Yeah. I think we are probably ready for yeah, something. Yeah. I I think it's time you get rid of this. I think that you can separate out the separate out the pieces that you want to keep, 
So that will still make you feel like fulfilled, but there's pieces in this that you're not attached to. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, see, you're already having second thoughts. I... No, no. Oh, and he's all like, I, I ripped them all up. The, I think uh, you can one keep of the, that uh... cool puppet. I think that that cool puppet okay. that you showed will be like a nice like okay. remembrance. That'll be a it. reminder. Yeah, and I can just shove some yarn in there. So when I stick my hand in, I go, oh, remember that time I pulled your intestines out, raccoon? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to give you like, I don't even think that I need to like give you like an alternate project, like art project with any of this stuff either too. Like, I think that you have, if I think if you have permission if you can give yourself permission to like send all these morbid toys as is to the thrift store, which is completely yeah. funny to me. Yeah. And like move on, you can just save some of the pieces and then revisit them in like five years. Yeah. Okay. You're probably right. I'm definitely right. And I'm driving you to the thrift store to drop this stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just pry them out of my hand. <laughs> but I might do it again. <laughs> But what if I do it again? <laughs> uh, the other point that I had, like for maybe keeping it or or not keeping it, is that if you get rid of this, if you get rid of these things, like if you consolidate boxes, it might even allow you room to bring something new in. Yeah, yeah. So and come up with a new uh, science fair project. Yeah, I think that's more fun. Yeah. Do you think I would ever use this though? Like the 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 poster board? Like what would I use this for? Unless I bring it to wrestling, but it's like too big for that. Oh yeah, you could make like a really solid sign out of it. Because it's really sturdy, know. but it's also bigger than normal poster board. You know, you know what's weird? This is somehow my my gut instinct is just like you need to get rid of that poster board as quickly as possible. But now that we're looking at it, I feel bad like getting rid of something that could be reappropriated right but also I mean? it feels like a lot of work needs to go into it too like because there is there's all a whole bunch of pictures glued onto it and words mm -hmm. and things and i'd have to rip them all off and yeah. I feel like it's going to damage this the the back but it does also, feel like it's wasteful to throw it out but what but am you know, i doing it's also not expensive yeah it is recyclable which yeah. is totally fine and like if you need a new one you could just buy it so yeah. i think you let go of that too okay oh and goodness. i think that you did a, a nice job with it but it's all just like printouts it's not like it's not like it was handmade painting or artwork yeah. or anything so i yeah. think it's like you know you can let it go a little bit easier yeah you're right i don't know why i'm so attached to this it's like weird that i'm like a little a little upset of getting like going oh i just found it again and i was gonna have this new show that was just me giving this presentation a five minute bit damn it is a little weird <laughs> having you explain all these things to me i'm like mm, no it's weird it's gotta go <laughs> <laughs> this is very obvious that it's gotta go and for some reason oh, i still yeah, absolutely I... that needs to go like yesterday <laughs> to go nine years ago right yeah, after like the show after the show was done you just like dump all that stuff right into the dumpster outside of the shoe mm -hmm. on sansom street just gotta go <laughs> what am i doing i totally get not wanting to part with like the my little ponies and stuff like that yeah. though like that stuff's sentimental and it's like yeah. it was just borrowed into this so. yeah they just kind of got hired to tear apart a skeletor mm -hmm. all right I'm going to get rid of almost everything except for Joey McIntyre and my ponies. My God. You know what, Sam? This is big for you, and I am very proud of you. I want to encourage you and give you good vibes on this. I know it's not easy, but I think it's the right decision. Thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. the support. You're welcome. I'll come help you throw that shit out on trash night if you want. And let me know. <laughs> I also ruined a lot of them. So like, what am I doing? I know it's kind of, that's what's kind of hard. Like at first I was like, well, you could deconstruct the animals, but they all have holes in them. Yeah. So I think they go as is. Yeah. In weirdo torture devices. Yeah. And then just let the thrift store go, what was going on here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Into their new life.
Hmm. Which might be just the dumpster behind the thrift store. You know what? If you want to go, we can, yeah, we can go dump it in um in the dumpster on Samson Street too. If you want to oh, just, just yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you want to dress like we did back then and go yes, dump it out back. Let's go, let's make it right. Yeah, that's I'll fine. wear what I was wearing during that show. Great. And we'll just dump it in the back. Look, whatever helps you get rid of this shit, I'm down for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Fine. Doing okay. good, Sam. This is good. This is Thank good. You. Thank you. Should I keep it? Answer no. Absolutely not. What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right. Have you had anything where you've, like, kept it because it was all-inclusive or, like, it belonged to something else? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't think I've... I, there's nothing that I can think of off the top of my mind, but yeah, like... Because that makes it harder when you have a whole set of something. And I think that's does. what's making... I, got, I don't really have sentimental attachment to a lot of these toys, but the idea that all of them together means something. Yeah, well, I mean, you clearly enjoyed doing this presentation, too. Yeah. So, you know, but at the same time, if you did ever want to do this presentation again, I think that it wouldn't... I think that you could put this together again with like modern materials as yeah. well. Cause like you have the script, the script is timeless, yeah. but you know, you could like fix the things that you wanted to do better or like find other dolls and. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I think it's fair. <laughs> I think <laughs> to it's get fair. rid of this, this trash that I forgot even was in my house for I nine swear, years. I, I swear if Joe Moore calls you tonight after this podcast and says it's back on. It will no, you know when it'll happen. It'll happen right after trash day, right uh -huh. after I threw it. But and the the truck is just down the street, no. and that's when Joe Moore will call me. And I'm like, no, and I'm chasing them. My dreams, my dreams. Ah, <laughs> oh, all right. So we've made some decisions. How are you feeling? Good. And this is a very emotionally laborious podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't realize it till you're at the end and you just like work through all those emotions. But yeah, I feel good. I feel good for both of us. We're going to like get rid of the thing. Yeah. And open up room for another thing to come yeah. in. And I, you know, I don't even need to fill that space though. You know, I could yeah. just not or get not. another thing. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's probably a better option. That's the craziest thing you said this whole night. <laughs> <laughs> Am I feeling okay? I think I have a fever. You must be sick. You don't mean that. It's fine. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Yeah, it's so stupid that we have such dumb attachment to these weird things we found at the thrift store. I know, but they're just so, they're so triggering. You know, like they just have so many good memories and moments attached to them. And I think it like, transcends the thing you know yeah. all right well it thanks. is a sickness so it yeah. is a sickness we but we're yeah. sick but let's not hide that <laughs> oh no we definitely have a problem <laughs> but also we're very sick in the head yeah yeah, but yeah. it's charming it's fine it's cute when we do it <laughs> so thanks for being on oh, uh how you. can how can people find you you got anything coming um, I don't think I have anything coming. You can catch me at my house where I am all the time. Pretty much don't leave. Um, I put up wrestling photos sometimes on the internet at Zia underscore shoots underscore wrestling. You can find me there. And that's about it. Very low profile. I just stay home and watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race and that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of costumes... Of cost that's a whole other podcast rupaul's drag race has ruined my brain for like costume <laughs> potential it's yeah bad it's really Going, bad. oh oh i will never be this good crap no absolutely not and like i got invited for new year's i for new year's i i was in key west and the entire time i was preparing for the trip i was like oh well i need like a big headpiece to yeah. wear and like a cape <laughs> and like a big costume yeah <laughs> And one of my friends was like, why do you need that? Uh, I've just been watching a lot of Drag Race. It's just the Drag Race. <laughs> I just thought I needed a Chiquita banana. 
I th- but I think you do. You do. You I definitely know. do. I do. Anyway, whole other podcast. Yeah. Oh, what if I make a headpiece out of all of these stuffed animals? We no, absolutely okay. not. Actually, I did think that you could make um, raver pants out of all the stuffed animals. Oh, okay. I don't think I have enough to cover my, or they're just scattered or? No, you need to fill them, but we can, we can. Now I need to buy more stuff. Yes. (laughs) If you really want to keep them, that's the only solution I have for you. You have to make pants that are full of them. Okay. That just seems like too many stuffed animals. So let's not do that. Throw it away. Okay. I'm overwhelmed. Headpiece Mm -hmm. or nothing. We're not throwing them out. Right in the trash right now. Well, thank you for having me on. This was a true delight to be here. Ah, stop. You're a delight. Oh, stop. And that's the show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to actually see the items that we're discussing, you can follow the show at Should I Keep This Pod on Instagram, where I post pictures from each episode. And if you dream of owning your own out-of-control prop collection, the best place to start is by taking classes at Crossroads Comedy. They have online and in-person classes in sketch, improv, and stand-up. So just head over to xroadscomedy.com to sign up. Thanks again for listening, and I'll have a new show for you in two weeks. See you then.